Welcome to this uh, episode of the Weekly. This is Trevor, one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station. I'm here with Aaron Marky Mark Markham, our discipleship uh, director, eventually be discipleship pastor once we formally can lay hands on him, pray over him when laying on hands is legal once again. Um, I guess that that's still going to be a thing. People are saying that this is forever going to alter the way churches do church. And I'm a huge grump, and I say, you can't tell me what to do. We're going to shake hands, lay on hands, share germs, whether you like it or not. Perfect. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the the uh, passing the peace time being forever altered? That's what they're saying. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. It's hard to know what to what to make of it. But I do, um, I do miss hugging people, shaking hands. We had a. Uh, one of our coworkers in Kenya, our other American coworker, um, would talk about that everybody needs 12 significant touches per day. Mm. Um, friendship touches, you know, romantic touches, whatever. Um, just as a way, uh, I don't know where he got that from. I don't know if it was a report or whatever. Yeah, but that's kind of stuck with me. And th- this has been a, I talked to him a few weeks ago and this has been a funny season. I was asking him what he's been doing about it. And he's said he's not been able to. So, um, yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll need to touch each other and love each other and care for each other. Just try to do it wisely. Yeah, that's good. It, it is. It's wild. There's a, there's a lot of, just a lot of things that are, are for good reasons or bad reasons that are going to be, that are going to be different after this, but we'll be yeah. interested to see how things shake out. Definitely yeah. looking forward to getting back together and, Worshiping again, gathering again, taking the Lord's Supper again, all the above. Very much so. So we've got two questions we wanted to talk around. Uh, one, I think we can address pretty briefly. And then one, Aaron, I'm just going to give to you, uh, since you are our esteemed um, uh, preaching voice on Sunday, this past Sunday, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you speak to this. But the first question is related to the big questions forum that that's going to get rolling on May 7th. Um, it says this, what is the purpose of the big questions forum? Why are we choosing to do it at this time? And uh, then from there we can, and we can talk about how it just kind of fits into the, the overall life of our body. So what's the, what's the thinking behind the forum? Um, why are we choosing to do it now? And uh, yeah, how does it fit into yeah, that, the overall that's life really of our body? Uh, our original, our original purpose was we, we were planning on doing this n- no matter what, but our original purpose was do it the four Thursdays right after Easter. Um, Easter is obviously a time where, where people come that, that maybe aren't closely connected with the church uh, on a more um, consistent basis. So we thought this would be a great way for you um, as you were preaching to you know, offer some questions that people wrestle through, um, believers, non-believers, and then say, hey, this would be a great place. We're going to do this on, on the next four Thursday nights. Um, and we were actually going to do it in conjunction with, a, with another church. Um, but we obviously weren't able to do that. But we, we, the, the whole premise for that is that we do ask questions, both believers and non-believers. We ask hard questions. We ask questions that are worthy to be, to be thought about. Um, so, you know, next week, our, our 
question is going to be May 7th, why would a loving God uh, allow suffering? And that, that is a legitimate question. That is not, it's not an easy question. It's not a, you know, I've got a nice one sentence thing that just ticks it off and everybody should be good to go. Um, and, and we just all, you know, feel hunky dory about the, the rest of go about the rest of our day. Um, but, but questions are legitimate. Um, I think even, even me and it with, the with this pastor's talk back, I've, I've, my wife and I've been the one to submit two or three questions. So it's, you know, we're, we're okay asking questions and I hope, I hope others are okay asking questions. Um, because it's a legitimate thing to have to wrestle through. What do we believe? Why do we believe it? Um, I think me coming to faith a little bit later in life, um, when I was in college, just kind of forced some of those things. Um, it was like I had grown up in the church, but, you know, coming to faith in college, it's like, okay, can I believe the Bible? Like, how do we know um, that the Bible is, is okay to believe in? And it's um, a legitimate question that people have. So we wanted this to be both for Christians and non-Christians, Christians to equip um, equip them as both questions that they ask that maybe pose some doubts like Thomas may face um, in, in the scriptures, but also to help in just having conversations with people who uh, do not necessarily believe. And then for, for non-Christians, we want to show that there are, there are reasonable answers, there's logical answers, there's biblical answers, but also um, we recognize that we don't necessarily have all of the answers. Um, and just create an opportunity to have conversation, to ask more questions, and to hopefully just handle these in a way that is um, winsome and clear and um, and just honest, you know, both intellectually and, and spiritually. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to Thursdays uh, throughout May. So we're going to do all four Thursdays in May, tackle, you know, one big question that we, that we have. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. So uh, I'm hoping that that answers answers your question. I don't know what you would add to that. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. I mean, we've talked about this before, but you know, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share probably a little bit about this um, next Thursday too. But I just have always appreciated friends that I could go there with, quote unquote, go there and. Um, uh, just to ask questions, um, like, um, things that you almost don't feel like you're allowed to ask. Um, I've always appreciated that. And, uh, you know, you read a lot about folks who say that their experience of the church is that they, the, the church doesn't take their questions seriously. And, you know, maybe that's legitimate, maybe that's not. But one thing I do hope and pray is that that's never said of, of our church, that no one's ever allowed to ask questions, um, or allowed to struggle and wrestle through what they believe. Um, I think that's such a crucial element of our discipleship. And uh, I think too, like just considering the age of a lot of our, our church body, since we have so many folks that are younger um, and maybe, maybe we have some folks that are really for the first time kind of stepping out on their own that, you know, kind of making their faith their own, particularly our college students. Um, it just seems like this is a, a worthwhile thing to do. Um, and uh, you know, of course our unbelieving friends and family, you know, we, we want them to, I'm sure they have questions, maybe even something like uh, defeater beliefs or defeater questions. It's like they can't, they, maybe they find a lot of elements of the Christian faith to be compelling, but this particular question, they just can't quite get over. Um, and so maybe by God's grace, we can shed a little bit of light, um, maybe kind of cast things in a different perspective and, and maybe helpfully um, encourage people to consider Jesus, turn to Christ. 
Um, so the the next question um, is. So I, think, I think too that one thing to add just um, is just be sure. on be on the lookout. You know, over the next, I assume we'll kind of post the link on Instagram and Facebook and email it out or whatever. I don't even know if we have Facebook. I don't use Facebook, um, but we're gonna <laughs> we post do. it. So if you if you need the link, it'll be in those places and then if you want to share it with anybody feel free to yeah and it'll be a zoom webinar we'll yeah we'll send out the link 7 30 beginning on thursday may 7th and that's four consecutive thursdays just to just to be clear on that and we're going to handle four different questions um so um this past sunday so you, aaron you, you taught our second um week in our pilgrim song series psalm 121 where god is uh, where an older pilgrim is speaking to a younger pilgrim and he's reassuring the younger pilgrim that God is our helper for this, for this pilgrimage that we are undertaking. And, and the question that the person asked while watching um, your sermon was this, they said, what does help from God actually look like? I can't see him. And if the church is Jesus's body, how do I distinguish between looking for encouragement from him through his body versus merely relying on other humans? How do I know that help from the church is actually help from God and not just some nice people? Really good question. So what would you say to that, Aaron? Yeah, that's really good. Um, and again, to the questions, why, why I love questions. When, when that question was asked, I was thinking, man, I, I talked for 30 minutes and I, I feel like I missed that question. I feel like I missed answering that question, um, just making it clear and obvious. So I really appreciate being able to have a, have a couple of minutes to, to talk through it. Um, but I think first and foremost, um, what is, what is help from God actually look like? And I, I miss this point, um, even on Sunday, but just as I've been thinking is just thinking about the Holy spirit and John is called the helper, um, that the helper will come. The helper will come to, to provide comfort and reassurance. John 14, um, 26, but the helper, the Holy spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So first and foremost, like God is God is helper that we saw in um, Psalm 121, but then he, he sends a helper that now is dwelling within us and shaping us and reassuring us and bringing comfort. I think there's also, before we get to maybe even more practical sides is there is an aspect of trust and faith um, that we, we trust that God is um, who he says he is, that he will do what he says he will do in scripture, that, um, that even as we see God's help, as we taste God's help in this life, that really our faith continues just as in Galatians, the beginnings of beginning of Galatians three kind of highlights that, our salvation begins by faith kind of through the work of the spirit and, and then it continues like person sanctification, perseverance, those, those continue. It's not like, okay, now we, now we're just doing it by our own power, our own abilities. It's kind of the same thing here. Like if we could absolutely prove that every tidbit of help that I ever receive is from God, then presumably I could just show that to people. Um, and everyone would believe, um, all people would come to faith in Christ because I, I could show clear examples and it's, you know, there's a sign note and it says, you know, from God or God did this. Um, but obviously that that's not exactly 
how it works, um, even if we maybe desired that in certain situations. So um, God's help, you know, may not look like what we want it to expect, to, you know, we expect it to, but he very much comes as, as, a, uh, as a comfort, as one who reassures, as the keeper. Um, Psalm 122 is one who protects, who guides, who cares for. Um, and then I think also uh, you made the point before we were talking that, that God is also just a God of means. Um, that he gives us things in this world to let us know him, to let us know that he's there to help teach us um, practical things like the church, the gathering of the church, um, the, the church body. He gives us things like the Bible. Um, you know, that's a huge help. If we did not have the Bible, um, we would, God would still be there. God would still be functioning. Romans 1, in all of creation, we would, we'd be able to know he's there but we'd be missing a lot of his discussion about what life is like and what he's like and those kinds of things. Um, God gives us birds um, so that in, you know, Matthew six, we can know that um, he's birds and lilies and flowers and everything that when in Matthew six, it says that, that God cares for birds and lilies and close them that, that he'll do the same for us. Um, so he's definitely a God, uh, of means. And sometimes that can be more readily apparent and sometimes that can be less readily apparent. So he works both in kind of the spiritual, the spiritual realm, like works in our hearts as our helper, but also works, um, physically, um, in this world, um, alongside us. I don't know. What, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, if you think about particularly the the idea that God is a God of means. And if you think about every, pretty much every miraculous work of God in the old Testament, um, that from our vantage point is really clearly God working. And if you think about if you were there experiencing it, you know, it would, it would, it might not look quite as clearly like that. Like God, God was still doing miraculous things through physical means. I mean, you think about the parting of the Red Sea, which seems like really dramatic. Um, and, you know, maybe it was, um, but maybe, maybe as you're, you know, experiencing it and watching it, it just looks like water's parting. It looks like a strange natural phenomenon. You know, it's, um, you know, God, God's still, God's still redeeming through physical means, working through physical means. And that's, that's how he chooses to relate to us as physical embodied creatures is to use physical embodied means of helping and caring for us. And so. Um, and like you said, sometimes it's like more readily apparent than, than other times. Um, now that I say that it probably would be pretty clear if you saw like water splitting, that it probably was, you know, something, something pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, God has got a means and, and he, he uses means. I mean, if he's, if he's the author of this story and he's the one, you know, the, the one who's sovereignly directing all things, you know, it's, it's certainly not a stretch to think that he can use really good, sweet people to care for us. Um, yeah. And I, and I think there's something to, in the moment, it may be hard to always attest to that was God. Very clearly. I know 100% sure it's kind of somewhat easier to do it looking backwards. Um, you know, I even thinking about things like Joseph and, um, being taken to Egypt, you know, him being thrown in a pit and left for dead by his brothers and then sold into slavery. And then, you know, all everything, the famine coming and him going to prison multiple times and all of that. It's like, well, that's, that's not God. Like, 
what what is God doing there? But but God is helping both his bro- both Israel, his brothers, um, and and his father Jacob, also helping Egypt, also helping um, Joseph, but through a very mixed bag of lots of different events and um, and kind of Joseph is able to look back upon it in Genesis fifty and say what you what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And I was like, oh, okay, God was clearly helping and working and moving. Um, so sometimes that's helpful for me. Honestly, I fail to do it. You know, even today, I'm, I'm now, right now I'm being reminded to just think back to when I first came to faith and all that the Lord's done um, in me, through me, um, through the church, um, through people caring for us, and just see example after example of God's faithfulness. It's a really good point. Yeah, that sometimes... In the moment, it doesn't feel like it, but upon reflection, you know, um, days, months, weeks, years after, it, it is it is clear that God was the one at work. It's really good. You use the example of Joseph. I think you can also use the example of Jesus in that. I mean, if you're if you're watching the events unfold of Jesus's uh, betrayal and crucifixion, I mean, it, it looks very much like probably innumerable crucifixions that took place. Before that, like a another uh, insurrectionist kind of kingdom, uh, self-proclaimed prophet, leader of a kingdom movement, who's put to death, um, probably looks you know uh, run of the mill or, or as, as run of the mill as those things go. Um, but then then we're told like what God was actually doing through that, um, through the scriptures and through even Peter when he's preaching in Acts chapter two to the religious leaders. And he says like, you guys put Jesus to death, but you did so according to, you know, the purposes of God for the ages. Um, so yeah, God, God is very much a God who works through means. And um, yeah, more often than not, it's, it's clear after the fact than it is when you're, when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I think also, um, again, kind of the way we would think about what God's help may look like would be by our definition. Um, we can think this X would be best. That would be the way God would help me. And then he does Y, um, completely the opposite of, of what I thought he should do. Um, and we wouldn't call it God's help until a later date. Or maybe, um, Casey pointed this out to me yesterday, we were talking around this question you may never know that it was God's help or you may never think it was God's help and it maybe was. Um, so there's again, an aspect of faith, an aspect of trust. Um, Casey was talking yesterday about, um, having done some prison ministry while she was in college in Durham and just, you would never presume, like it would never presume that it would be God's help or good to end up in prison. But then, you know, she felt like she heard countless times and then just other examples of, you know, things like going to jail or just bad situations happening that then in hindsight, people say, I'm so glad that I'm here. Maybe they're still Mm -hmm. in jail or still doing whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I found Christ. Um, you know, I did this Bible study or, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't seem like God would help through, through negatives or through something like that, but there can be an eternal difference. So, um, it, it maybe doesn't, isn't always how we presume it to be just like Christ. Yeah. That would not be the way I would think God would help us send, send this baby to then go die on a cross. That, that doesn't seem like that would be the most obvious way to help me. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I remember this preacher story. This one of the one of the pastors um, used to tell when I was growing up, and I, I don't know if I heard it multiple times from him, if I if I've just heard it multiple times in other settings. But it's like there's a guy who's stuck on a roof in a flood, and he's sitting on his flood, and he says, "I'm God, I want you to help me." And uh, the fire department rolls up with a rescue boat. And they're like, here, we're here to rescue. And he's like, no, 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 I'm waiting on God to rescue you. And then they roll off. And then uh, a National Guard helicopter comes by and says, we're here to rescue. And he says, no, no, I'm waiting on God to rescue me. And so they, they fly away. And then the man ends up drowning because of, I don't even actually remember what the point of the story was, what the m- lesson was, uh, other than, you know, sometimes God's help looks like very run of the mill. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we can be, be too spiritual for our own good. And maybe that's one of those, the rare preacher stories. that's actually pretty helpful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe we can be too spiritual for our own good. You know, maybe God's help looks like um, uh, just a, a brother in community group sending an encouraging text message. Uh, maybe we trust that that's, that is indeed God working to encourage us and sustain us and persevere us. Um, and maybe it can be as small and seemingly insignificant as that. Um, and maybe, like you said, we need to redefine what our definition of God's help for us is. Yeah, that's that's really that's really good. Um, and and I think to the to the question, the per, the person's question about just the church is like, yeah, very much. God can use um, uses the church and uses people, um, and somewhat we have to trust that He's using people, and it's not just kind of a nice people being nice to me um, so that there is an aspect of trust and, um, and faith in that. But God uses, I mean, God very much puts things upon people's hearts and to, to help or to send a text message or whatever. And, and maybe that's just the, the help that you needed in, in a moment. So I think God works through the church. He works through people. He works through means to, to provide that help. That's good. That's really helpful. Uh, appreciate the sermon on today. It was it was really good, really helpful. Yeah, I really uh, um, I was slightly you know kind of terrified on Sunday morning when I woke up, just thinking about people watching a video of me all day long in random parts of Greer and Lyman and wherever else. But um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of just a lot of encouragement that I've really uh, really appreciated. So it's great to God it's be great. the glory. Yeah, to God be the glory indeed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to teaching this next psalm. I've really enjoyed getting to study these psalms, and it's been a kind of a cool series. And and again, like kind of looking back, you know, maybe this is the Lord helping our church providentially arranging for us to be in this particular section of the Bible and our time apart during the COVID-19 lockdown. So, um, you know, maybe that's the Lord's help for us during this time. We'll be excited to be back together to to worship, you know, truly all together yeah no doubt cool well thanks for hopping on and uh listener thanks for listening appreciate you guys submitting questions and uh, uh listening hope this is encouraging you and uh we pray many blessings on you we'll talk to you next week